This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Monday morning talking three points for Preston North End could get used to this, but I have interrupted you hooked on ref watch today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say hooked on ref watch. We were just talking about about how it could incite rioting against referees prior to recording. Also, did you know that Dermot Gallagher is actually Irish? I think I have heard that. Well, I got made aware of it recently. And there's actually interviews where he's just talking in his natural tongue. So he's putting on like an accent on here, which is mental, I find. Yeah, that is crazy, isn't it? Are you tired today after? Well, you will have been netting last night, won't you? No? No, I wasn't netting. Oh, dear. Were you Super Bowling? Even ill? No, I wasn't even Super Bowling. And I backed the Kansas City Chiefs to land the prize as well. Months ago. I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. But yeah, ill, really badly ill. I thought oh, at yeah. one point during the night that I wasn't going to make it through. I thought wow. this is the end for me. Yeah, And I come to terms with it being the end for me as well. But I've woken up this morning, I don't feel too bad. I'm still not 100%, make no mistake, but I'm starting to get back to where I was. It wasn't a dodgy Rissole, was it? That's upset the tummy? Didn't get a chance to have a Rissole. No. Ah, which is incredible, God. which is now... Two trips to South Wales on the bounce that I haven't managed to get my hands on a Rissole, which is remiss of me, really. I bumped into a bloke called, called David Lowe's on the concourse, and he he mm. was excited to hear about a Rissole. So I've got bad news, David, unfortunately. If you've tuned in wanting to hear a Rissole's review, then you're going to be disappointed, pal, because um, I didn't have one again, which is incredible. What did you eat over the course of the long day to South Wales? Good question. Got a McDonald's at about half past 12 from a service mm. station that I can't remember. can't remember the name of, but it was in Wales, I think. That was quite good. So I tried a new thing at McDonald's called Mac Spicy, but it's got that special stuff on it. What's the sauce called that they use at the moment? Extra hot. Yeah. Yeah, what's the brand Irish called? Up. Is it Frank's? Frank's hot sauce. Frank's, yeah, yeah. So I got that, large meal, lemonade. Triple cheeseburger, wrap of the day. Um, and that, that just filled a hole in it for a while. <laughs> yeah, that that suitably kept me going until after the game when we stopped off to get petrol and a few beers to toast a fine victory. And I also bought two 
packets of crisps. I got drawn in by the deal, two for £1.80, which at the sort of service stations isn't too bad. No. But uh, I got done because it had a picture of the crisps that you could choose, but I didn't notice the picture. Therefore, oh. I paid £1.50 per bag. And they ended up having a duel with the person behind the counter <laughs> saying, I'm pretty sure those crisps are £1.80 for two. And he's like, no, no, you've got to get a certain selection. Yeah, that 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 could have put a dampener on the day, but I didn't let it get to me too much. Mm. You can get stung in these service stations, can't you? It's prices are yeah. you'll pay anything. A bit like an airport, you'll yeah. if you're hungry, you will you will pay anything. You'll pay four pounds fifty for a tuna sandwich. Of course you will. Especially oh, when you're in, well, I'm just going to interrupt you because home. I had two trips to Gloucester Services and wow, wow. Yeah, brilliant. We stopped off at Worcester en route to um, to Cardiff. So once we got back onto the road, Gloucester came a little bit too soon to be stopping again, unfortunately, because I do like a trip to Gloucester. Obviously, it's been well documented on, the, on this podcast just how good T-Bay or Tebe is. And that's its twin service station, Gloucester. What did you end up getting from Gloucester? Did you, did you get a Scotch egg? No, it's just options galore. Well, on the way down, because I went down Friday night, they were shutting in 10 minutes, so it was a real mad rush. So I just got like a biscuit thing. I got a coffee both times. Coffee machine were great. But it was like 12 quid, 12 quid for some hot food, so I just swerved it on the way back as well. But cookie and a coffee. I just I just like going in there, to be honest. It's like, just like yeah. walking in. Yeah, yeah, just take it all in. But yeah, T-Bay or Tebe, I'm not sure. I've always been T-Bay. I, I personally prefer Tebe. I haven't really got an issue with people saying T-Bay, really. No? How was your drive to Cardiff? You had Wheelow in, in the car? Yeah, Wheelow, or at Minty PNE, as he's more affectionately known on Twitter. Yeah, or I Paul. Brother Scott was. Or Paul, yeah. Yeah, Paul Whelan. As he's known. So I had Paul, Scott, my brother, and Matthew Finnerty in the car. And I obviously drove there. And my brother drove back. And we were on from the Elden after the game, en route back to sort of, you know what it's like to, to chew the fat after the game and kill some time on the journey when you're negotiating your way through the valleys in Wales. And Wheelow was quite critical of my driving. He said... He said that he was stunned that we made it. Made no mistake, there were a few um, a few skirmishes with other motorists, but ultimately I got them to any contact. No, no, no contact whatsoever, which was good. I did have to get my brother to park the car when we got to Worcester, <laughs> because to my reverse parking is substandard to say the least. Mm. So, so I didn't even attempt it. I got Scott from out the back of the motor into the front into the driving space, and I went to pay for parking. But other than that, we got there in one piece. Albeit it was a, a much smoother transition back into England. But, yeah. It was my first time driving to a long haul away away game. And I think I did quite well. I suppose it's hard to measure how well you're doing it. Because, ultimately, if you get there unscathed, then, you, then you've done yeah. a good job. But, but I suppose that doesn't tell the full story. You drove over the Prince of Wales Bridge, weren't you? Did oh, you? Yes. I enjoyed that. How good is that? Yeah. I don't think I've ever That's done it great. before. <laughs> you feel like I you're haven't. going into some wow, otherworldly place. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, normally the way is through like Ross on Y and that more scenic A road route, but that was closed, wasn't it? Well, the old maps took us 
M5 and 4. But yeah, what an absolute treat that bridge is. It's beautiful mm. when you're driving on it. It's like an out-of-body experience. And the yeah. best way to describe it is a bit like having a VR headset on. And it's just a really, really enjoyable stretch of bridge. Yeah, I really enjoyed driving on it. And I enjoyed Cardiff. I think it's a great city. I've never actually stayed there for any prolonged period of time. But I had a walk around on Saturday morning. And I think it's great. Pubs galore. Lovely parks. Everything's quite near each other. Not too big. Because there's nothing worse than a massive, massive city, is there? But yeah, I, I think it's great. And also what I like about Cardiff is that uh, there's water in the city. What I mean by that is like a river that's yeah. through, isn't it? And that's always the hallmark of a good capital. Yeah, really enjoy the water. And then obviously you've got the, the Millennium Stadium just off the sort of water as well, which it just makes for a really, really nice place. Did you manage to go for a pint anywhere on Friday night when you were, once you arrived? Or was it, was it straight? No, it was, it was 11pm and I stuck that wonderful Alan Brown video on when I got oh. there. And that yeah. that just really was uh, yeah helped me get to sleep after that. Not because it was boring, just because you were all warm and fuzzy after watching that, weren't you? Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I I went to a gig on um, Friday night. I went to watch the County Pilots, who were a young up and coming local band. Went to the bootleg social in Blackpool, and that was really good. I got back at about quarter past eleven, and I was up early, obviously driving to the Cardiff, and I came across this Alan Brown video, and I thought, you know, another half an hour of sleep time that I could do with but I just had to stick it on and once it's on you're not you're not turning that off great video you can see just what what this club means to Alan Brown in that video like there was genuine affection and and weight behind his words just a great individual I didn't Mm. think I could like him anymore but it's incredible week after week I just I just grow more fond of this man I just want to I just want to hold him a lot of the time I loved when he was talking about captaining and he's he's just not tried to be something he's not. And he leads by example, doesn't he? Brown through action. I enjoyed it. It's not fair that he gets compared to like big, big sort of personalities like Gregan or Tom Clark, John Welsh, etc. Because Brown's a big personality in his own way, which which is in contrast to those mentioned there because they were like massive blokes yeah. and like alpha males whereas brown is total in his leadership uh, but it's no no less effective and what a servant he's been for north end uh, i thought it was a lovely watch i'll i'll most likely go and watch it again i reckon in my lifetime i'll be watching it about a thousand times so when you need sort of a nice smile on your face you'll probably go to that video in the future absolutely he was kind of a he was caught between kind of a dying breed of footballers wasn't he like clark and people like that and then like a new wave of kind of a new era, really. But he's you can tell he, he took so much from the likes of Clark and stuff, and he's still got that in his blood, hasn't he? Yeah. He's still got that that distinct fire and drive within him. Yes. Which those guys have. And just the way he speaks, you can tell he's a leader, I think. He's not loud or brash by any stretch of the imagination, but but he still stirs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite cold, stone face. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's get on the wrong side of him. We do need to talk about Cardiff at some point, but I'm just caught up in this video. He said, didn't he, Alex Neal's first season, he thinks we'd have won the playoffs if we'd have gotten him. I think that's quite a big thing to say because we would have been playing, I think, Fulham, who were pretty good at the time, weren't they? But, yeah, that, yeah, that was the year, wasn't it? Well, there was always that 
sense that if Neil managed to get us into the playoffs, then he'd win them. Which yeah. wasn't really backed up by a great deal. He obviously no. had quite a good record in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, with Norwich, didn't he? Yeah. But, yeah, I think, how could everybody believe that we'd have gone up if we'd gone to the playoffs? That squad was great. Very good times. Like, week in, week out, you're turning up home or away, expecting North End to do well, especially the way they played. They were high. You knew what you were going to see, yeah. Yeah, they were a joy to watch. And, yeah, and then when he spoke about the penalty miss against Derby, that was quite emotional. You can you can tell it still cuts him up. Is that a blight on his timing? I don't think it's a blight on his timing, really. But you can tell that it hurts him still. You can tell oh. that there's unfinished business here with him. Yeah. It's unfair to pinpoint one moment in this season, isn't it? There was several over the course of that. And as we've spoke about this morning, the goal in that game for Derby was a joke. It should never have gone in. So he wasn't he wasn't on his own in the blunder on that occasion. Anyway. Yeah. We need to stop on this podcast going after little Chris Maxwell. His legal team are going to come haunting for us. Because we've we've never praised little Chris. But yeah, no. you're right. That free kick from Dan Lawrence was a pathetic shot. <laughs> Not, not, not Dan Lawrence, Essex batsman. Yeah, Tom Lawrence, bloody Dan Lawrence. Because imagine if he's got a free kick against us. Brilliant. On to this match then in Cardiff. Oh, it's somewhere we'd seen several rubbish games in recent years, and you were just hoping that this new kind of attack that we've seen in recent weeks could go and change a little bit of that. And there wasn't much hope of it in those first twenty-five minutes, was there? No, it. That sort of half an hour, opening half an hour, just continued the dreadful previous couple of visits to Cardiff. North End were absolutely woeful. Like they looked like a team who just couldn't kick a ball, never mind play a successful pass. Absolutely woeful. And we were lucky that we weren't really punished by the hosts because they were much the more likely, much the better team. And they just swarmed all over us in the opening exchanges. But once North End scored, they never really looked back. It's a really well-taken goal by Reese, who was starting slowly but surely to get back to his best. You know, it, It's amazing from where he gets the ball, taking two defenders on and sticking them on the backside. And, and then it's a really nicely taken finish at the near post. After that, North End really never looked back. And Cardiff were quite toothless, I thought, because the adults where they wanted us early doors and if... If they had got the first goal, it would have been hard to see North End coming back, especially the way they were playing. But once North End got it, it seemed to suck the air out of the stadium, took the life out of them. And then once we added to it, 10 minutes later, it was game, set, match. Really professional display after that first goal. Just controlled the game. About as easy a win in the Championship as you're likely to get, really. We didn't come up against any sort of resistance, really. And it was nice to have quite a relaxed last 10 to 15 minutes because it's not been the case this season. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mac Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. No, you were just praying that Cardiff didn't score because that would have been a horrible last 10 minutes or so. And But they never really create you, you sometimes get that feel don't you that we're fine here and I, I've I had that feeling really for most of the second half even when they were making those subs like sometimes in recent weeks you'll have been why is he coming on but didn't really 
made much of a difference. I think fine to get a bit of freshness on. Going back to what you said, I actually made the point to the ever-measured Guy Clark at half-time that the first 20 minutes were poor. And he said, I actually disagree. I think away from home, not a terrible side in Cardiff. You've kept it nil-nil. And I see what he meant, because when you score the goals, then that first 25 minutes of nothing looks a little bit better, doesn't it? But you do need to go and score after being that rubbish kind of thing. Oh, of course. No, I get I get the point that guys making there. Well, obviously, it's important on the road to keep the door shut first and foremost, but North End were literally dreadful. Like They couldn't string a pass together whatsoever. Whiteman was being marked, like they, and the, the, the centre-backs yeah. just couldn't do anything with the ball. No, and they kept having the ball at their feet, which is never ideal, really, with Story and Lindsay. You don't really want the ball to be anywhere near them unless it's coming in the air so they can head it clear. Not many lines are getting broken there, are they? No, not at all. And we just kept aimlessly hoofing it or giving the ball away. I thought they're 23. What's his name there? 23. He ran the game in those 25 minutes. It's uh, not the new lad, is it? Oh, see, see, opposites. The opposite. He started the game really well. And, <laughs> and they had some chances, Cardiff. So, but they kept hitting Woodman. Like everything was at Woodman. Like there was quite yeah, a few yeah. one of them was really well hit, wasn't it? But it was just literally yeah. straight at him. <laughs> yeah. And they had quite a few chances like that where the ball just went straight at Woodman. And it looks quite cool on the stats table. You know, they're having shots on goal and all that. But they weren't remotely threatening to go by. I can see the point that Guy Clark's tried to make because all of a sudden you get a platform and then North End could never have, have been as bad for the whole game. Look, it's been a quality from Reese to sort of spark us into life. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose even when you're playing that badly, when you've got this team we're playing at the minute, you know, you've got three or four players there that can just provide a moment out of nothing. And Reese is one of them, isn't he? When he chopped yeah. inside, you knew it was game over. It was just a case of hitting the target and the finish is devastating. He chopped and chopped again, which was nice to see. Yeah. It's like one of those, oh, 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 I'm glad the listeners can't see the face you just pulled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like an explosion of limbs coming to the box, wasn't he? And just like yeah. blasting it. And it wasn't really the sort of rescore that you come to expect, really. Normally all crash bang wallop and like quite quite disdainful. Mm. Whereas this was more of a prolonged orgasm, really, where he's in and in and in and then it's in. Yeah, but yeah, great goal. And it was good to see him wheel off in celebration, like a release of emotions, a relief, and all of a sudden sort of sort of eighteen months of hard yards starting to pay off. Because mm. he doesn't always go off when he scores. He he can freeze. He usually just stands the there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he didn't. He ran off and he jumped and punched the air. So, yeah. Good to see from, from Emil. Prolonged orgasm should make a nice uh, name for the episode here. I think Flinny will sort that, won't he? Yeah. Man like Flinny. And the best thing to do after you've scored is do it again. Ten minutes later. Fantastic. I've watched yes. it back. What a move that is. Fantastic. Yeah, it's brilliant. Keane has spoken about his intricate link-up play and just a lovely layoff. And there goes Mass with his stride, honing in on goal. And you just reckon that he's going to shoot. And he doesn't. Mm -hmm. He lays it off to Whiteman, who who makes the finish look easy. Because it isn't that easy, actually, on reflection, having watched it back. Because he's got a defender who he sticks the ball through his legs. And then once that happens, we know that it's a goal. Great. Yeah, great goal. 
really well made. Good to see emotion from Whiteman, who can appear to be quite a cold resentful. individual, emotionless yeah. at times. Yeah, it's almost resentful. He allowed himself to lose himself in the emotion. He doesn't really score that often, really. Yeah, this was a really good goal, and it just cemented North End as the more likely winners. Absolutely. You just get the sense these good technical players are enjoying playing together. That If you're Miller, you're loving having Frockyard, White, and Keane in the team. Frockyard spoke about loving having Reese back in the side and his relationship with Miller. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they can do, really, because there's no pressure on on the team, really, is there? But you've got to say, and it's ridiculous, I can't really believe we're in this situation, but that sixth spot is up for grabs for someone. <laughs> so, someone will get it. Sunderland, it's mental, isn't it? Are Sunderland seventh? Like we saw Sunderland on yeah. New Year's Day. Nothing special there. Got a couple of good quality players, but Huller rocking a bit. I mean, whoever gets it is going to have an extremely tough game in the playoffs, but what a brilliant thing it would be to, to nick in there after after all this frustration and seemingly heading nowhere. There's You just get the sense that you could finish strongly and have something to play for. Spot on. And there were people tweeting, weren't there, about how on transfer deadline day there were people tweeting, I can't believe we've written off the season this early and stuff like that. Like you mentioned the Sunderland game there. If we were told there that North End would be in the mix a month later, yeah. like, you know, come across absolutely insane. But, you know, North End yeah. have some very, very good players at the top of the pitch. And now they're all playing together and they're all fit and firing. That's an incredibly exciting concoction of players at the top of the pitch. And I spoke about how, like, this is nothing on the team that Neil had. And like, there's been people who, who've been quoted coming out with stuff like, you know, this is the best squad we've had since we came into the Championship. And I always rubbish that claim. But when you look at the players, oh, with Keane up front with Reese and then Mass in behind, it's just getting better and better and better. Like, you can't wax lyrical enough about it. You know, and Miller, obviously, midfield looks proper at the moment with Brown and White. But hopefully Brown isn't isn't too injured after he limps off at the weekend. Maybe maybe this squad could do something. And I suppose we're losing it again, aren't we? Like we're getting Completely. lost in all once again. So, but we've got to lose ourselves. Otherwise, what's the point in, in rocking up? If we can back it up on Wednesday night against Middlesbrough, then, then who knows? Who knows where this could take us? Ridiculous. But, yeah, that is the situation. What they can't do now is throw in a stinker. They can't go and lose three or four nil and play like some of the worst stuff you've ever seen. You've got to keep going. I think he's going to stick with his team, isn't he, for the next few, yeah. at least. But yeah, that'd just absolutely send everybody miserable again. So while you've got this kind of bubbling belief from nowhere again, I don't even know if it's belief, but just a bit of a mood boost. Just got to keep going. Pick, pick points up. To be fair, I don't see that 11 that's been played the last couple of weeks getting one of those mag displays, really. No. Well, there's too much quality in that team, really. But you never know. I suppose it's just a case of whether these games have, so Wednesday's come a bit soon for Brown and, and Pots. Yeah. Yeah. Who limped off. Because that'd be an issue Pots if both more, of those are missing. Yeah. Pots looked more sinister than Brown's did. Yeah. But there'd be two huge losses to this sort of makeup, really. So it's an interesting one to see what happens there. Hopefully they're both all right, but but just the way, especially Pops looks, it it wouldn't shock me if if he's not there, which which obviously raises quite an interesting question about who you play there. Mm. Well, it'd have to be Brown, I think. 
Yeah, I think I think with that you'd want to change as little as possible. So if you start putting Miller out there or something, I think Brown would be your probably most like pots. And then you get McCann in there probably, don't you, in midfield. But yeah, if you're missing both of those, then that is a that's an issue. Yeah, there's question mark. Well, there's been people calling for the young lad to play. Josh Steary yeah. who's got his contract, which I'm not sure. Like it's quite a big ask for a young lad to go in, having not really played any championship football of no yeah. going against Middlesbrough in a really important game, whispering quietly. I'm not sure, but I suppose you've got to trust these lads. It's easier said than done, isn't it? I I wouldn't be in a rush to start a youngster in that game. And then people are listening saying, Oh, that's nonsense, they've got to start somewhere. But you go to your try and trust it. It's quite interesting that McCann came on and played wing back, wasn't it? I thought. Because yeah, you just yeah. imagine that Brown would just slot into that role. But that didn't happen. Who did McCann play wing back against? He played a game. It? Uh, it was hell, I think. <laughs> and kept whizzed half time. And that then a flashback to darker times. For... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the interesting one to see if they make it to the next game. Because mm-hmm. North End always gets struck by injuries. Although it is normally around the Christmas region. And we've done quite well to sort of avoid it thus far. But we always get struck down at some point. And the squad depth always gets tested one way or another. Yeah. So we but can expect to one you can always rely on to be there. So uh, what would Preston do if Brad was to be out for a period? That would be a big blow. Yeah. If there's anyone there at the open training day today and would like to let us know whether well, yes. either of those guys are training, then that would be ideal. And obviously we aren't there, which is poor. You know, you're off watching ref watch and I could be there really, but got a bit of writing to do today. It was well, extra, was, wasn't it? I thought it was at Deepdale. Because mm, well, we, we, you flirted the idea of, yeah, you have been ill, doing a podcast live from the training ground. Anyway, Wednesday night under the lights. Why are we playing Wednesday? Midweek games tend to get split now, don't they? Or Tuesday and Wednesdays. Yeah. Never used to be the case, did it? No. No, you tend to play the Tuesday. But yeah, Champions League back as well, isn't it? And yeah, Middlesbrough four points behind us with a game in hand. So if you can win that game, then that is a massive result heading into Derby Day. Absolutely. Big game against... How are they getting on at the moment, Middlesbrough? Let's have a look at their they, recent They got results. walloped in the Cup and they've not won in the yeah, last got... three in the league. Yeah, they lost at home to Bristol at the weekend. But as we they found really, out at the Riverside, they're not bad. They've got some good players. They drew in the Derby the week prior to that. Obviously got walloped by Chelsea. Drew at home to Rotherham before winning at Millwall. So, yeah, they're going through a relatively lean patch without winning four, albeit one of them includes a, um, a trip to Stamford Bridge. But yeah, it would appear that we're in much better form than them. But football isn't played on paper, is it? And they've got a good squad with good players and we can expect a real tough game, especially after that 11 who we expect to continue to play injuries all being well. I've now played two tough games on the bounce. At the Ipswich one last week will have taken something out of them but they backed mm. it up at the weekend. So we'll have to see. Can't imagine them keep rolling on and on, especially with a big game at the weekend. So it'll be quite interesting to see what Ryan Lowe does. You'd, you'd imagine that he might have to, at some point, make a few changes. But I can't imagine the sort of top end of the pitch changing. August the 9th, 2015. That must be quite early in our um, in our championship days, huh? on our return to the championship. Correct. Under Grace and... I don't remember the encounter. Was it the first game of the season, that? Yeah. 
I reckon we drew. We did. Nil nil. What were you, you, you going to guess the score? No, I wasn't going to guess the score, to be fair. It was, I don't uh, remember it, which means it must have been nil nil. Yeah, opening day. Obviously, they lost the playoff final the year before to Alex Neal's Norwich. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a great curtain raiser. We had a Will Keane was up front for us. Wow. Yeah, we frustrated the hell out of Borough. A um, quintessential Grayson performance, no doubt. Mm. Vermile Clark, Huntington Wright, Cunningham come and break us down, and they couldn't. And I think Will Keane had a great chance early on, off the line or something. It was great to be back in the uh, championship at that point. Of course. I remember thinking I feel relevant again. Brilliant. Quite a fitting first match back in, actually. Set the tone on it for what's coming. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like every game since that game in 2015 has been nil-nil. <laughs> right. I tell you what, Stoke are having a bad time, aren't they? Crikey, Moses. Oh, my word. And it's not like Johnson to miss a penalty. Something must be rotten in the state of Denmark if he's missing from the spot. People hate him, don't they? And just reading yeah, the tweets yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, he what must the be hell's th- going on there? He must have thought, this is a great move for me in the summer. And now he must be thinking, wow, where have I come? Yeah, 20th in the league. Most of, most of the ex-North End lads, like, no, yeah, Pearson yeah. didn't get on the pitch at the weekend, which is, which is mental, really. Because they go in there and they think, Alex Neal's there and you know, we're starting to build quite a good squad on the face of it. But it's all going crashing down. I suppose you can't make that many additions and expect it to start working instantly. No. Um, that scuppered them largely. I never really expected them to stay in that scrap at the bottom, but they might do, you know. Like, that's a team in turmoil. Absolutely. It's a club in an absolute mess. It is. It is. That would be a huge relegation stoke, wouldn't it? You know, they they'd literally, the attendances there would be appalling in League One. Yeah. But yeah, relic, keep an eye on the relegation battle. It's just be interesting, as well as the playoff push, obviously. Top yeah. two are pretty much, yeah. top two will be Leicester and Southampton, I think. Maybe Leeds. Whoever comes third between Leeds and Southampton will be ill, won't they? Because they are the, they are yeah, the, yeah. the best teams in the league. And you'd be ill if you had to do a playoff campaign, albeit it'd be overwhelming favourites to win it. But it doesn't always work out that way, does it? Absolutely uh, not. But yeah, it is quite an interesting league this season. Like playoffs are up for grabs massively, relegation, scrap. There's still some big clubs in that mixer. It's only Rotherham who you'd confidently say have gone. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Quite interesting. I'm looking forward to Wednesday. How's how's Juliet with the fact that you won't be with her on Valentine's Day? Mm, not ideal, is it? But I think we'll go out for breakfast or something. I think it's happened before, oh, to be fair. Those at the EFL have no care for romance, have they? Horrible. Anything on the scene for you at the minute? No. If there's no. anyone listening who would, um, <laughs> who would like to whisk me off on Valentine's Day, then feel free <laughs> to let me know. We will have to go to Deepdale first on Wednesday evening. Yeah, you could go to Jaffa's for tea and then go to Preston Middlesbrough. Oh, that that does sound like one of the great Valentine's Day. Yeah. Let us know if anyone pops up. Yeah. yeah give us <laughs> a shout. You'll sign the podcast off as always. Blinny said you, you're brilliant at it, so go on. No pressure. Well, there is pressure there from Flynn, isn't there? Oh, everybody has a great Valentine's Day and I hope love is in the air at Deepdale. It's North End. Plough on.
their playoff furrow. This podcast was produced by Viva. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.